the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. We're live from Studio 4 in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of The Ohio Press Network. Find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. Hey, did you know you can turn your small savings into impressive fortunes with the Alpha Beta Report? Expertly guided by certified pros who've transformed modest sums into vast treasuries. Dive into investing, trading, and more. Visit alphabetareport.com. To amplify your financial growth today, that's alphabetareport.com. And thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for their generous contributions uh, financially to help make this happen. Uh, we have a guest-rich show lined up today. Great folks to talk about important topics. At 11.22, Mindy Dreyer will be here to discuss her candidacy for Sunbury City Council. U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Marino will call in at 11.35 to reveal his latest big-name endorsement for his candidacy. Friend of the show and former Ohio Press Network contributor, Mike Fry, will talk with us at 1222 about his run for Galena City Council. State Senator Andrew Brenner will give us an update at 1235 on the Department of Education and Workforce rollout and where the legal case is that sought to stop its creation. There was a decision made Friday. We'll get an update. Brian Lorenz, he is a, an Ohio State representative and will make his debut today at 1250. Hopefully, we'll talk about things you need to know in the Ohio legislative branch, particularly what Republicans are up to, things you might not hear anywhere else. On Thursday, United States Congressman Warren Davidson booked with us. We'll, he'll give us an update on the U.S. House speaker issue. That race may be decided by then as well as talk about the fast-developing push for a central bank digital currency. Sounds dystopian, doesn't it? We're going to talk about it. Also Thursday, State Auditor Keith Faber will be here to tell us who he's endorsing in various school board races around the Buckeye State. Today is Tuesday, October 24th. That means we are just two weeks away from November 7th. That's the day you will decide issue one, issue two, and who's going to sit on your local school boards. These are all uber important topics, which is why we've devoted so much airtime to the board races. Of course, we got great insight from State Senator Mark Romanchuk on the stunning language in issue two. I don't know if you know this or remember if you listened to the interview What they're legalizing is industrial strength marijuana, 35% THC, Uh, and and why a no vote is a no-brainer. That ballot language was written by industry insiders. Uh, But issue one, 
that's the most controversial measure on the ballot. We've spent lots of time discussing why it's so dangerous, that is, if it passes. But today I was talking with Alan here in the studio, and he said something simple but profound. He said, nothing will change if issue one fails. Everything will change if it passes. He's right. Nothing will change if issue one passes. Women can still abort up to 22 weeks. I hear you. I know that we have a heartbeat law that is indefinitely suspended. We'll talk about that later. But if issue one passes, then abortion up to birth will be permitted. The legal door will be opened to for minors to abort pregnancies and gender transition without parental involvement. Now, issue one, if enacted, would be one of the most radical amendments enshrined throughout the country. California would have nothing on Ohio. And you need to only look up to Michigan. Michigan already passed a similar amendment last year, and their lawmakers are now using the supremacy of the amendment to systematically rip down statutes that provide protections to parents' rights and protections to unborn children in the womb. They're legally creating limitless abortion. The same will happen here if issue one passes. One of the toughest pills for me to swallow, given that I'm a member of the Ohio Press Corps, is that the press is largely promoting the passage of issue one while pretending they are objective purveyors of truth. Perhaps the most startling example of this is an article that the Associated Press published conveniently the first day of early voting in Ohio almost two weeks ago. The article headline reads, Ohio voters, Ohio votes on abortion rights this fall. Misinformation about the proposal is spreading. Ohio votes on abortion rights this fall. Misinformation about the proposal is spreading. So you go, hmm, wonder what's, what that's about. What is the misinformation? Now, the article purports to report facts on late-term abortions, coercion to abort, infanticide, which is a fancy way of saying killing children, gender-related health care, parental consent, whether the amendment would legalize abortion beyond what was legal in the Roe case. I want to point out, first of all, that the legal experts cited in the AP story are not neutral commentators. Three of them have made significant contributions to Democrats and have given almost exclusively to the left. Now, those are facts they don't reveal in the article. Ohio votes on abortion rights this fall. Misinformation about the proposal is spreading. One of those experts contributed hundreds of times. So let's dive into the article, and I'm going to share some counterpoints to what Christine Fernando and Ali Swenson wrote. Why? Because you work hard. You need a source of trusted information upon which you can make decisions. Now, the Associated Press has one of the highest trust ratings among media outlets in the country. However, we found out last week that Distrust, total distrust, meaning I have zero trust in the media, 
is at an all-time historical high. I wonder why. We're going to march through this. Now, obviously, we'll have to do this in segments. But I want to read to you what the article stated on all of these topical areas. First, late-term abortions. The article states that yet opponents of the measure argue that the proposal would still allow for abortions, quote, up to birth, end quote, because it lets doctors decide when a fetus is viable or not, and because it has an exemption allowing later abortions to protect the life or health of the mother. Independent medical and legal experts, there they are, those independent medical and legal experts, you know, the ones that have contributed hundreds of times to Democrats, uh, say this argument discounts that doctors have a duty to follow medical science. Okay. Issue one contains a major loophole. This is the pushback. Issue one contains a major loophole. The amendment allows for late-term abortions to protect the, quote, health, end quote, of the mother. However, health is not defined in the amendment. That's critical. When left undefined, the United States Supreme Court has interpreted that health includes not just a mother's physical health, but also her mental health, her financial health her emotional health, her social health. Essentially, late-term abortions could be permitted for any reason. And I'm sure we'll talk about this in a minute. The folks who are empowered to make those decisions also include Planned Parenthood abortion doctors. Do you think Planned Parenthood has a financial interest in aborting? In the article, it states that abortions later in pregnancy are exceedingly rare. In 2020, less than 1% of abortions in the United States were performed at or after 21 weeks, according to the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Pushback. Over 50,000 abortions are performed annually in the U.S. after 15 weeks of gestation. That's when unborn babies can feel pain. At least 10,000 are performed after 20 weeks. Protect Women Ohio, which is the group driving the no vote, highlighted the fact that issue one will permit painful late-term abortions in Ohio in a recent ad featuring Ohio abortionist Martin Haskell. Now, you may remember Haskell. He invented the barbaric partial birth abortion technique in Ohio and brags that he routinely performs late-term abortions at 20 to 24 weeks, even admitting that 80% of the partial birth abortions he performs are purely elective. By the way, Haskell gave $100,000 to the campaign supporting issue one, Why? Because he knows it's an investment in his late-term abortion practice. By the way, Colorado's lack of gestational limits has allowed abortionist Dr. Warren Hearn to specialize in late-term abortions for the past five decades, ending the pregnancies of women who are 22, 25, even 30 weeks along. A former patient of Dr. Hearn admitted to having an abortion at 35 weeks. That, friends, is just some information on one point. Hey, uh, up next, we'll have Molly. Welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. You can find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's where you will get a pulse on the people, politics, and policies shaping your everyday life, and you're going to get stories that you won't get anywhere else, not only from our 
statewide and local writers, but because of our syndication partnerships with uh, several groups like Real Clear, Just the News, make sure you check out theohiopressnetwork.com. Hey, uh, on the phone line, I want to welcome in Molly Dreyer. Molly, how are you this morning? I am very well. How are you doing, Mr. Windsor? I am super fantastic. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for carving out time today. Well, certainly. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, there's some big stuff going on in the state of Ohio. We have issue one. We have issue two. We have school board races. But we also have folks that are uh, running for mayor, running for city council. Uh, You are running for city council in Sunbury. Is that correct? I am. Yes, I've decided to go ahead and, and give this thing a try. Uh, Sunbury is a great area. I, I live here, I work here, and I play here, and I want to see it thrive Absolutely. remain thriving. Absolutely. Well, Delaware County has, you know, for a couple of decades now, been the epicenter of growth. Uh, but it appears with Intel and Google and Amazon, it, we're, we're just going to see more. Um, and, and is that kind of the cornerstone of your campaign, uh, dealing with that growth in a responsible way? And then tell us uh, what else you would like to see uh, on the board, or excuse me, on the city council that, that you feel like you bring that other candidates don't. Okay, yeah, you know, really Delaware County and Johnstown, like you said, Intel, and Sunbury. Sunbury's in the middle of Delaware County and Johnstown, and we are getting a lot of rapid massive growth. I, I consider it massive. Um, and, and a lot of people are moving out to Sunbury because of our conservative family values and they want out of the city, mm-hmm. which, which I understand. One of the reasons I'm running is I'd like to see our growth, like you said, be responsible growth. And I'd really like to attract maybe a couple other solid companies or solid retail outfits to Sunbury. We'd like to have more jobs, especially maybe for our youth, and keep our tax dollars here in Sunbury. Absolutely. But yes, I am, run- I am running for city council. And like I said, I'm a 12-year resident. I've, I'm a property owner, and I've uh, started owned and operated two full-service flower shops on the square in Sunbury. The great little area of Sunbury has been, I've met some of the, I've met very many, many great people of Sunbury. And I think this is a way I can continue to serve the area. So when you talk about uh, business success, you have experience there. And my guess is that you've done it so long and so successfully. You know, I, I talk about a level of unconscious competence. <laughs> you, you know things that you probably don't even think that you know uh, about growing a business and attracting customers. And so that seems to me to be um, a really good skill set to, to attract solid retail outlets. Um, tell us about your business. Um, you're, you're on the square there. Um, what business do you own? Actually, I've... Uh Started two full-service flower shops. It, I've actually sold both of them. The recent one sold under a year ago. It is still functioning. It is still operating under a new name, Sunbury Florist. And I am still there. I do still help out and make sure everything's, you know, the new owner gets the feel of the land, the layout of the land and the customers. And 
Um, I'd like to continue to serve Sunbury only in a different capacity as maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Retail, it's a different animal. It owns you. Yes. It's, it's a good thing, and it's a good thing, uh, and and it does it can provide a lot of jobs for a lot of youth. If I think this is an excellent way for our youth to deal with people, take instructions from from uh, somebody else, and usually work at levels above their age bracket. So they're usually functioning and doing things that they. Um, that that's at a higher level of where they are uh, age age wise. You know yep. they can, and and I think I like I'm a retail junkie, so I've, I've, <laughs> I'm I'm big on that's all I really know. And your skill, your people skill level sets are are to be in retail. You got to have good people skills, and I think I do. And this yep. is another thing I can bring to the table with uh, with our our chamber of commerce, our residents. I think it's very important. We all stay in contact with our city offices, our city administration, because so much is happening. It affects all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you obviously, my guess would be you've built uh, relationships over the years that would be fundamental and critical to uh, your success as a councilwoman. Um, Tell us about how many seats are available and are there any other candidates that you think, I mean, is there one seat or are there two seats? I think there are three candidates, correct? There are three candidates and two seats are available. I am the outsider. I am not, this is the first time ever I've ever ran for a public seat or a public position. Um, But like I said, this is a way I do have strong beliefs and, and what's going on in our nation right now is crazy. It's upside down. And yep. and I keep hearing you start at a local level. Well, I have opinions and I have something to say. And, and I think if you feel that way, you really need to get involved because when I decided to throw my hat into the ring, I've oftentimes there's so many people in our city, but nobody runs, nobody yep. runs. And it, it's kind of, it can allow for things that you don't want to see happen, happen. And that's what's happening in our nation. That's Look right. at our, our, our border along the southern states. It's a, it's a travesty. If we don't think what can happen in Israel can happen here, you got your head in the sand. But anyway, but this is a local level, and I'm, I'm just starting out at the grassroots yep. uh, campaign. But I do think we definitely need a strong strong division of police. Yes. I do think we need a strong fire department and an EMS to serve our area. It's, it's just grown so much and they have a lot of ground to carry plus or cover. Plus we want to be able to have safe streets, safe neighborhoods, and we want to be able to walk at any time of the day or night and feel safe. And, uh, and, and that's important. That's, that's very important. We definitely need that. Excellent. And they need the tools to do it. Amen. She is a political outsider, but she's a successful business owner. Uh, she's Molly Dreyer. And uh, Molly, best of luck to you in your race for council, and I uh, expect to have you back when you win. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Jack, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Molly hey, Dreyer, Sunbury City Council. Molly Dreyer, Sunbury City Council. Hey, up next, U.S. Senate candidate for, uh, <laughs> candidate for U.S. Senate Bernie Marino. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.